Oh, yeah. there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's with? Ugh, why do we gotta play hard games all the time? You don't. You don't have to play it. This is the thing. You complain about every game. Depends. What are we talking about on the podcast? I'm gonna say today. you don't have yeah. to play it. What's the topic? They're yeah. like, no, I want to play it later. Are we talking about Suicide Squad? Uh, well, yes. Sometimes. Right. Here, do you want me to, Adam? No, I can don't start. Do I can start. Want. I can right. start. Yeah. You got to intro Adam the show. Do, do you have ad reads? Say. Uh, I do actually. Okay, then I'll start off. You want to clap sync the game or no? Uh, it looked like it was full screen windowed, but we can clap. It, it hopped right in. You want to right. start? Oh. I'll do it on this one. You want to go to options? Or go up to start? Sure. Ready? One, two, three. All right. Ooh. Uh, fucking full disclosure or whatever. Yes, this is from Full Screen and Screw Attack. We're playing them because they're our, our buddies. So if you like this game, you should, you should buy it. Uh, 10 out of 10. I never played. Did you play the first one? I played the first played one for like bit. three seconds. We played at, at E3. SG, at SGC last oh. year. I played, uh, I played Jump and Shoot Attack a lot on my phone. That's a good, that's a good game. I can't believe Craig made this by himself. Yeah, weird. Right. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I am so ready to not get any of these in-jokes. I stopped watching Angry Video Game Nerd in like 2005. I, I watched for a really long time. It was really good. good but then yeah. it became these like... Like, I liked watching, the problem is, I, I liked watching him play the game. And yeah. then he'd be like, alright, I'm gonna break out and do a really cool sketch, and I would always go, God, man, this sketch is really well written, and they worked really hard on it. I wish I was just watching him play the game. kind of how I felt about, uh, Mystery Science movie, Theater. Right? I, oh, look at him, he flipped you off. He started off. his movie, right? I did. Oh, I think it was Indiegogo, but yeah. I, uh, so, I contributed to it, so you see that? I have a signed autograph. So that platform is on? Yeah. I can't see that. Oh. No, it's okay, it's okay, it's fine. What yeah, I'm just, I'm just so when I die a lot. Oh, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to a welcome to an eight bitty difficult jumpy shooter game. Do two. <clears throat> Sorry, still getting over some some drainage. Uh, this episode of Dude Soup is brought to you by Loot Crate. Uh, you can go to lootcrate.com/dudesoup and enter code Dude Soup for three dollars off any new subscription. So thank you for your sponsorship. Sponsorship. Uh, got a couple of topics to talk about today. Yes, sir. Um. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess we yeah sure fuck it we'll start off with this we got a lot of trailers a lot of cool ones coming out lately mm -hmm. uh we, yeah sure fuck it let's start with uh Suicide Squad because it must be some kind of suicide some, trailer what is this some kind of podcast squad? what if what if Superman busted into this podcast right now ripped and off the roof stole Adam who would play the game we need some kind of Suicide Squad yeah I guess you would play the game <clears throat> I love how yeah left. I guess I would just take the controller <laughs> I love how uh I mean so I get it I get it oof why does that kill you. It just floats there. Can you, sh can you shoot it? I don't know. Anyway, sorry, playing the angry video again. Oh, okay. Oh. I didn't even try. I did, but it's in a weird place. Oh, anyway, what were you gonna say continue. about soups? Uh, what's sorry? What? You gonna say something about soups? Oh, sorta. What if Superman ripped the president's <clears throat> head off? I don't know. It's just kind of funny that it betrays the premise immediately of like, Superman is an angry, uh, angry god. He can just bust in here and kill the president. Mm -hmm. We need a guy with it that could shoot guns real good. Well. Uh, say what you need to say, and then I'll, I'll defend this thing. Not that I have any stake in this sort of thing, but I guess I'm getting a little tired of people shitting on things that I like or things that I want to just enjoy because I like to enjoy things. I see. You can still enjoy them. So I, okay. I do, but so so I'm playing the heel. I got to shit on it. Go ahead. For it. Uh, Go for it. Well, I guess no, I you have can just been. play skeptic. Skeptic. Sometimes okay, skeptic. Sure. People assume skeptic means bad guy. It doesn't. I guess. I guess where I'm at right now, I I feel exactly like I felt after I saw X Men Origins Wolverine. Where I'm like, man, fuck this shit. I'm done. I don't want to watch any more of your dumb crap. You're just, you're just trying, and you're not even trying that hard. For which one? Uh, for Suicide Squad. Oh, X Men Origins. Wolverine. I'm comparing. Oh, Wolverine. Sorry. Oh, okay. So that, that's a strange comparison. So I saw, go on. Well, no. Let me. Let me yeah. I want to hear it. I'm, yeah. <clears throat> so I saw X Men Three. Garbage. Saw X Men Origins. Wolverine. Hot, hot garbage. But like, not. I feel like in ten years, X Men Origins. Wolverine is going to be something that I, I show to people while serving the margaritas because it's going to be. 
a fucking terrible movie. We did that with Batman Forever, and it was great. Yeah, it was great. Uh, although even Batman Forever is a better movie than X-Men Origins Wolverine. God, shit. Uh, we, so, we determined, we figured out, we solved Batman Forever we, while we were watching we did, it, yeah. I think. We did. It's true. Uh, so so where, where I feel right now in terms of DC properties, after Man of Steel and the Batman v Superman, is that there may be people in the process that genuinely like, understand, and want to do right by the source material, but it seems so bogged down with a bunch of people who don't get it, but get money and want money. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, when it comes to Batman v Superman, like Zack Snyder made a pretty awesome two and a half hour Batman v Superman film, and then had to compromise that for the sake of, of it being of it leading to Justice League essentially, mm. and that was what I consider to be, from my outside and ignorant perspective, force of studio. So studios like we need a franchise, we need all this stuff. Zack Snyder, you're gonna have to chop thirty minutes out of your movie and force in all this dumbass Justice League shit. Um, so I feel like Suicide Squad. Is essentially somebody, somebody at DC headquarters, which I'm now picturing as like this onyx obelisk towering over, over I think, Mordor. I think it's just Warner Brothers with the no, water tower. No, the Animaniacs are inside there. It's a no. It's it's a, it's an evil factory. Um, <laughs> there's just some guy in there who who saw the box office returns from Guardians of the Galaxy and was like, yes, yes, we could have that too. Which is essentially like all of DC's mo- movies post Marvel Cinematic Universe are just like, we want that too. And to me, that's what Suicide Squad feels sure. like. Okay. And I don't see, I don't see a spark of originality there. It's even, even down to like the fucking late '70s, early '80s pop songs in the trailers, man. Like it's, it's almost exactly the same thing, um, except way less charismatic or original because Guardians got there first. So I, I don't know. Personally, I've yet to see a spark of, a spark of creative originality to that movie, which I feel terrible saying because a lot of, sure. I feel like there is in that, in that creative process, there are a lot of people who genuinely care. And want it to be a great movie, except it's being compromised by a bunch of like what I imagine to be like Wall Street fat cats who are wringing their hands together and <laughs> suits well, salivating. Like, yeah. It's funny because I'm I'll tell you what I think of it in a in a minute, but don't you feel like it's the kind of super? It, it's so far from what we've seen, it feels like the kind of superhero movie that would have been attempted to be made in like 2002. Mm-hmm. What that, Suicide Squad? That's how I feel about DC's. Yeah. Like. like I think you're right. They're I very, don't know. Very shallow it, it, cast of yeah, it just seems. And I'm not a big Suicide Squad fan. Like Justice League, I was a little bit more into because, or or the prospect of a Justice League movie, just because I was kind of into Grant Morrison's Justice League. Um, and Suicide Squad, I'm kind of like whatever. So I guess my question to you guys is, what would um, what would a good Suicide Suicide Squad movie need? That's a good question. Um, That's a harder one than just so, shitting on what I see. So the, I think <laughs> I think the I have no idea, but if, <laughs> if I thought that there would be an audience out there that would would be going, what does Suicide Squad need? I probably wouldn't jump at the opportunity to make a Suicide Squad movie, mm. unless I was like, fuck, we got no one else. <laughs> we already put Cyborg in this other one, and he sucks. Like like. <laughs> um, so I guess that's that's the thing. That being said, I was. Not really concerned at all about Guardians of the Galaxy as it was coming out, and then it, it oh, still yeah. it still reigns as probably my it, favorite, it is the best my Marvel favorite movie. Marvel movie. Um, because of, but that's also because it it hinged its own identity and didn't seem to rely at all on anything else that these Marvel movies kind of established. Well, I guess my next question is: Suicide Squad are the antiheroes in this film mm-hmm. essentially? Do you think that DC is setting this up for some kind of Suicide civil Squad. war of their own, where it's 
Justice League versus Suicide Squad, but we're but it's like who are we rooting for because they're, they're all our heroes. Well, so technically, that'd be a no contest. Everyone in the Justice League is at least a hundred times Can obliterate them. better than anyone yeah. in Suicide Squad. Uh, with the caveat that that they can't kill anyone in Suicide Squad, theoretically could. Yes. Yeah, Batman's wrecking fools. I mean, oh, no. yeah, he murdered they, everybody. They're murdering. People. No, he's good people. now. He's good now because so Superman this is, said this Martha. is the way I see it. I, I do not. Sushi I, I, that's great. Uh, I do not think that a bunch of executives saw Guardians of the Galaxy and went. Wow, we should do that. We need some kind of suicide. I feel like spice. 30 years ago, they were like, what do we do with this thing we bought? <laughs> we bought DC, and they kept trying to do it. Okay. And then, yeah, go ahead. Um, and then at some point, uh, Marvel was like, oh, I could do that. We could do the exact same thing. And now DC's going, shit, they did it. They did that thing we were trying to do. Mm. Um, this is essentially, I don't know, it's like a good example is like um, an operating system. Like, Right. Xerox made the 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 modern GUI that mm -hmm. we know that we use today, nope. but Microsoft and Apple made it work. Yeah. So that's pretty much what Marvel did. There's like they, they this this whole idea is not really original. They all the characters are kind of ripoffs of each other anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, it was just Marvel figured it out, and now DC's trying to play catch up, and they probably yeah sure they see things like Guardians of the Galaxy, but I don't think they're using it as a template. What I think Suicide Squad does is it acts as a very quick way to introduce a lot of villains to a universe that they're trying to play catch up with. Hmm, That's okay. all it really does. Yeah, but that go just all goes to Lawrence's point of they're not necessarily concerned about quality. They're just thinking about that money. Well, uh, yeah. Which again, that's that's totally fine excuse. The entertainment yeah. industry is a business. Sure, it's not a charity. It was like, a commercial. They're art. not yeah. just making movies to entertain us to make us happy as as people. Mm -hmm. They are yeah. making they are making movies to make money. What What's nice though is that at some point down the line uh, in the late or early two thousands or whatever, someone figured out, oh, you can do both. You yeah. can make an X-Men movie, and it doesn't have to suck complete balls, and it can be entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and it can make people happy if you just kind of throw a nod or a wink this way and go, hey, we've read the comics. We know that there's actual, like, there's some history there. So, And now you have things where it's Deadpool, and he's just basically screaming at you in the face saying, we get it. We're going to yeah. put Cable in the next so, one. I guess, I guess the thing, too, is it's important to remember that, and I try and do this a lot, because... It's easy to be critical, but it's important to remember that you can decide you want to make something good, but then there's still the actual hurdle of making yeah. something good. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's I fixed hard. Batman, Batman v Superman. That was pretty easy. Yeah. You just said words. I just yeah. had my notes. You yeah. just sent him your notes, and then that fixed it. <laughs> but, no, they're like, oh, thanks, bro. No, I didn't send it to him. I, they, they had to pay me for those notes. Oh. I'm, hold, um, I'm holding out for um, a, a But yeah, so I, I said it's just like, I don't know. To me, it's just like, I feel the same way about Suicide. I watched the trailer. I was like... I really like the graphics that they use for the logos. Like, that seems cool and colorful. But then you're getting back to the movie and it's not at all that. It doesn't seem... They're like... they're like It, it does feel like they're still trying to figure it out. From, the, tr from the, the viewpoint of just the trailer, I thought it was a good trailer. I'm not saying... I'm not saying I thought it was a trailer that indicated a good movie. I'm saying I thought it was a, mm -hmm. a well-made tri movie trailer. Mm -hmm. it, it was interesting. It looked fun. It didn't give away too much of the actual like, plot or story. Like the maybe the second Batman versus Superman trailer, yeah. Um, but I don't know if the movie's actually going to be any fun, or they just found like the most exciting, interesting moments. Well, that's in, that's the world uh, we live in now too, where people go, "Ugh, they ruined it. They showed too much in the trailer," and then other people go, "I don't know what this movie's about. They didn't tell me nothing." It's like, yeah. 
Well, are you asking any questions? Are you at least somewhat interested? Yeah, totally. But I don't know who the main villain is or how the movie ends. You're like, <laughs> well, those well, maybe are, you should pay and go see it. Those uh, are really basic questions. Not being, being unclear about certain things about it is different than going, I know what the whole plot is. My, my problem is they establish this. They have weird narrative conceits that kind of makes sense if you're trying to figure out how to make a two-hour, very commercial film work. Mm-hmm. But in the trailer, they have that, and you shouldn't you shouldn't need that in the trailer. You shouldn't ask the question, "What do we do if Superman comes and decides he wants to go bad?" Right? Okay. <sighs> then what do we do? What do we do? So I guess. And then, but nope. but then the answer is give a guy some gun hands. Like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay. We we just watch Superman fight a god. I am gonna I'm gonna blow your mind right now, James. All right. Sometimes people in political power say things. Because they want something else. Okay. And so they're just saying what people want to hear, and they're going to okay. go, Mr. President, what if Superman killed him? He's like, oh, I don't, what do you need? I'll give that's, you whatever you want. So totally it's, fine. it's fear-mongering. That's all it is. I know, that's totally fine. But the movie it's, doesn't, it's, isn't about fear-mongering. Well, it's... it's we don't know. There, there are, that, but exactly, we don't know. I that's know. That's what I'm saying. The trailer is doing narrative <laughs> conceits. The trailer is making excuses. The trailer is assuming that people go, yeah, I wonder if I poop a man. I just, I, like, I find it funny that people... I, and I, I'm probably giving the movie too much credit because maybe th- everyone is just super one-dimensional and there's not a lot of thought. Wow, that's really funny. Had to go for it. Um, there's not a lot of thought put into this sort of thing. But I just like when people go, why would that person do that? Or why won't J.J. Abrams tell me that Khan's in this movie? It's like, just uh, fucking go enjoy it. God, like, just go in there and, like, shut your brain off and try to enjoy this thing as if you're watching it for the first time and that you haven't been spoiled by it for the last 10 months. Lying lying to the audience is different than just making a conceit amongst the narrative. Like, basically, like, it Mr. doesn't make Carlo. any sense. You are admitting that it doesn't make any fucking sense. That they would put, that they would say, this is the reason for these guys, and then show immediate, like, it's almost as though the trailer guy doesn't get it, which then cues my brain into thinking, maybe they don't know what this movie is. That's, that's, that's mainly that's the big That's the big problem. Maybe they don't. The first trailer, right? Which, again, their excuse is, hey, that was just for Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. That was just supposed to be a thing. That's fine. I get it. Maybe it wasn't the best production-wise trailer. Maybe they didn't have all the scenes that they would want to put in a trailer. Right. But tonally, doesn't match at all. Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't even think had good trailers. Everyone loves them, but I was like, I was like, this no, is... No, yeah, I wasn't... I was, like, I was like, this isn't really that funny, and, like... They they assume that I give a shit, and they're just using like peppy pop music from the '70s to get sure. you excited about it. Uga shaka, uga shaka. But, then, but, but then the music was actually like kind of integral to the film because mm-hmm. yeah. you know his Walkman and, and how also, he felt about it. Also, the second trailer came out, and the third trailer came out, and they all matched that tone. They yeah. all were that same thing. Yeah. This Suicide Squad is now there. It like it almost like they're just like kind of putting a thermometer in the water right before they make a trailer, and then. Whatever temperature the water is, they're suddenly that's that's the movie. They're like, oh, that's the movie. This is. So my my fear is we live in this weird trailer culture, where people want trailers and they don't. And that's the sort of thing where we, we it has become socially acceptable to judge a book by its cover, hmm. which is one of those things you always preach and go, don't do it. Wait till you see the final product. And now we're going looks dumb. Well, like, well, well there's, there's certain things you can you can go looks dumb. There's there's other things going. Well, they've released four trailers and they're all really really different, yeah. and they all seem like they're for different movies. Yeah. So sure. do they know what it is. That's like, my thing. It's that's like, that's math. The signs we see. The <laughs> signs not, we it's, see. It is. It's, it's it's mathematical criticism. So there's like, hmm. so just just what what kind of spurred this conversation? In addition to the, the I guess the what the fourth trailer? Yeah. 
I think we're on the third now. Third, yeah. I, I thought yeah. I thought so. Which um, for a movie coming out in August, kind of yeah, there's going to be I, a lot more trailers. Yeah, I think uh, DC should probably take a, a page out of the Disney book and like look how Force uh, Awakens did Jungle it. Book. Or the Jungle Book. But I think uh, oh God, I think the <laughs> I think the uh, the thing that kind of prompted all this was so there was there was that story that came out said that they're doing reshoots to change the tone of the film to match the trailer, which performed whoa oh that yeah. Was cool. Um, but then there were interviews. Um, God, I can't remember who or on what show, and I should I should have this. Well, it was the director and Jai Courtney both had yeah, separate Jai interviews. Courtney, I think it was, yeah, 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 yeah. And the timing of it was kind of interesting. Both both around the time of the trailer, but they both said that's that's ludicrous. No, we we did reshoots because Warner is a is a very permissive studio, and they allowed us to do reshoots so that we could uh, add more action. Add more action. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not changing the tone; it's making the movie better. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, I like what you're saying. But also, that kind of reminds me of when Peter Jackson had to write that letter explaining why The Hobbit was being busted up into three movies. Aww. And I remember when he did that, I was like, oh, you poor man. You have you just been played, son. Like, they made you do this because people are... That was weird. I broke the game. Um, and when that happened, that's exactly when, I, when, when my, like, my sense triggered and I was like, oh, these movies are going to be bad. Because Peter Jackson is being forced through studio pressure to change the format and vision of the film. Right. To match, you was know. Was he really being forced or was he no, just he kind of. forced. Oh, have you I watched mean, the behind the scenes stuff? No. He wanted to kill himself. Why would he do it then? Because well, Guillermo del Toro well, was he, supposed to direct he, The Hobbit. Yeah. Um, but then he couldn't. And then uh, Pierre Jackson couldn't just gets, or gets wouldn't. dragged. He would. I guess that's the question. Yeah, he probably. Well, yeah, would. I mean, I think he, 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 what, I, what I bet happened is Guillermo del Toro was on. And then they said, oh, by the way, you have to turn this into three films. And he was like, yeah. That, no, that, I do not. Yeah, like, or the book's bail. ninety pages long. Or yeah. scheduling just changed, and then or he had yeah, other obligations, you know, and he had, to, he had to say, "I got to peace out." But. but the Hobbit was one of those times when I got I got that sense where it's like, "Oh, I feel really bad for the creator because they're being forced through for monetary reasons to do something they don't want to do." Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that's what's. I feel like. I don't get to have a read on the director of Suicide Squad. I honestly don't even know who it is, and I should. This guy did Fury. He wrote Training oh. Day. And... Oh, shit. Okay, wait. Yeah. Well, he also did Sabotage, right? I don't know. I never saw Sabotage. <laughs> I think uh, David Ayer? Ayer? David Ayer. He, I haven't, so. Obviously talented. Yeah, I actually haven't seen Fury, and I need to, but everyone says it's good. Oh, yeah. And it's a fun little film, or like a depressing film. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> Joyful romp. Uh, Suicide Squad is as a DC fan. This is this is where my bias clearly comes out. I see that, and like I'm like I'm I'm sold because Harley Quinn's in the movie. That's it. No, oh. but I'm saying that's one of the that's where my brain is. Ah, where I'm just saying like I've never seen Harley Quinn in a movie before, and Margot Robbie is like selling me on this character. And this is, you know, Batman's a franchise I grew up with, and it's something that I've always really liked. And Harley Quinn is a character that I always thought was interesting and kind of cool. And the fact that someone's doing it. In my mind, correctly is exciting for me. I think Margot Robbie's fantastic. I, yeah. I think Margot Robbie. Is, I think Mar Margot Robbie is great, and I think she looks like Harley Quinn. But I haven't really seen anything in any of the trailers that lead me to believe she's. We're that, the bad guys, that, Mr. That B. That's what she talks like. You're just doing a Harley Quinn impersonation. No, it's a shitty line. Oh, the, it, it's a trailer line. Duh. We're I the mean, bad guys. And again, it may be different, but and she like steals I, that purse. If you want me to get excited about Harley Quinn. Either show me a new. I, I'm actually kind of more getting on the Jared Leto Joker train. Oh God, yes. Um, but I'm still holding out hope that he isn't supposed to be the Joker we're supposed to fear in this world. But mm. he's still like, okay, I get it. He's he's a charismatic, imposing figure. It feels like they they know that Harley Quinn is charismatic and beloved. So I'm, I'm gonna. They're just putting her in it. 
I love I'm going to blow your mind. Yeah. It never does. The, jo- the Joker's no, not. The Joker's, the Joker's barely in the movie. Oh, they, they've show, basically everything you've seen in the trailer is probably all he is because yeah. he's only going to be in flashbacks. Well, they're probably adding more Joker. I bet that's part of the reshoots. Hopefully, because I bet I bet they found out that he's like captivating people more than any. Well, they're also of Suicide Squad. in the latest trailer. Spoilers. Um, uh-huh. They show a lot of Batman, uh-huh. and they've been adding a lot of Batman into it. And yeah, because, because people kept saying Batman is the best well, part what of did, Batman. What do they show? Well, no, they, that's not why they did it. Well, they're doing reshoots. What did they well, show I, other than him on the uh, car? Uh, well, he's on the car. There's a part where he's diving in the water after Harley Quinn, and then he's carrying her to the Batmobile, which leads me to believe it's all um, flashbacks and it's all like origin story stuff. But this is all things that like uh, just I mean, the stuff on the car is literally the first scenes that they shot for that movie because I remember when they started oh, yeah. filming. Yeah, yeah. So but I like, think that's, I'm, they're not adding that. So as my 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 guess, if oh. I were to uh, oh nice to uh, break this movie down, seems hard. Uh, it yeah. is very hard. Um, the the Joker Harley Quinn scene with Batman on the roof is probably the end of the movie. Hmm. Is so uh, this happens in Suicide Squad. A lot of the characters are going to die, most likely, because they're called Suicide Squad. Um, and it's probably going to be like like Captain Boomerang. Maybe I don't know. He is a uh, it's a stupid <laughs> Poor name. So stupid. Poor guy. I, I wish I they would just change his name. Around. I'm surprised they I didn't want him to get his own Netflix series. Yeah. It's weird, like, I think so much of DC needs a needs a bit of a spit polish en- to be yeah. appropriate. Enchantress will die. Enchantress is a character? She's the one with the spirit inside of her or whatever? Uh, I don't know, maybe. Sounds, well, either, either sounds, way. It sounds fun. Most likely, <laughs> most likely Harley Quinn's gonna live at the end, and yeah. then Joker's gonna show up, and they're gonna run off at the end, and it's gonna set up the next Batman movie. That excites me, because now they're, they're setting things up, but a good film that does not make. <laughs> Yeah, well, like Batman vs Superman, it's probably gonna. Guardians set up Thanos, but did not like the the movie didn't hinge on. And that. the eight and the movies before it have also set up Thanos. Sort of. I, I, I hope Punisher just shoots him in the side of the head and it ends. What? I, mean, I think that would be funny. People didn't oh. like Spectre, but it set up a fun James Bond. Spectre, man, what a hell of a movie that was. I, I either way didn't mind Spectre. I I, I, I like Leia Seydoux, so fondly, I I got. Blinders it's like the on. Most profitable James Bond movie uh, this, of all time. this is the thing Spectre? we talked about. Yeah. Well, it, it followed Skyfall. Yeah. But yeah. It wasn't Skyfall. It was Spectre. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, more you, you you get you get the profits after the good one. Rewatching Skyfall ah. made me like Spectre even more. Oh, I was gonna say X Men Origins Wolverine is one of the highest grossing X Men movies of Ugh. all time. Yeah. Yeah. Do the math on that one. Of Liev Schreiber. Liev Schreiber. Yeah, that's what it was. People were just clamoring for more <laughs> Liev Schreiber. Fans and droves. <laughs> I gotta I gotta wipe his memory. And he grabs yeah. a gun. Wasn't that the this guy in Scream I, 1 and 2? I think, I think back to Suicide Squad, weary. all that the movie has attractive. proven to me thus attractive. far is that I should be skeptical. Yeah. Please be. That's, no, That's all that it's done. I, I think we've said this, we, we preach this all the time. Be skeptical of everything. Yeah. Don't yeah. go in like with your wallet being You're, thrown against the wall saying, yes, please, I'll buy whatever blindly. Like unless it's unless it's Ninja Turtles two out of the shadows. <laughs> I'm actually spectacle. I'm a little less I'm a little less into it after that last trailer. What changed? Nothing changed. <laughs> I did like what? when uh Donatello or whatever put the the reverse ooze on his arm and he became human. I thought that was stupid. The I Turtles zone, aren't human. I They're turtles out at the CG action. Like eventually it just Yeah, it's fucking uh, uh, terrible, man. The it's, first movie had some like when they're sliding down the mountain. <laughs> I was into that. I, it's fake, yeah, but it, it's a cartoon. It's always been. Well, a that's cartoon. what I mean. The, the CGI has finally caught up to a point where it doesn't look like uh, Dragonheart anymore. <laughs> and like you can <laughs> just Dragonheart. watch it and like once you, once you do the mental gymnastics and you figure this out and you say this is no longer a movie. This is a cartoon yeah. where the background is real life. 
It's basically just Roger Rabbit. Well, <laughs> they also not Roger if Rabbit. If you notice, I'll tell they, you, Roger they, Rabbit is a beautiful. It's movie. Space Jam or Looney Tunes back in action. It's cool if you world. Notice, and you know it. They do <laughs> shit. <laughs> they do all kinds of shit in in Ninja Turtles movies and movies of its ilk. Just to show how good they are at CG. That's what I love about I it. I was watching Bicentennial they, Man a few weeks ago, and the practical effects will never be matched. They just have a basic shot of the turtles having a conversation, and the camera's sweeping around the room a hundred times. It's like, you didn't have to do that. So did the turtles becoming human, did that whole thing lose you? Was that it? That, that's what it, I didn't like that Donatello's hand became human, but then I guess maybe... I remember people were losing their shit early on because they're like, the turtles didn't come from the ooze, they came from aliens. We were like, no! Yeah. My lore! And I was well, like, uh, this is based on a thing that was meant to sell. Which, by Ninja the way, turtles. One, one of my favorite thing about that, I don't really give a shit because it's Ninja Turtles and if you, if you remember it a certain way, you remember it from that cartoon where they couldn't even get the fucking masks right. And oh. these are the crew. These are like the people who you're. Oh, this is the truest version of the same morning cartoon. They didn't know who Donatello was. <laughs> they gave him an orange mask. Um, but uh, the what was actually okay. said is that they were making it from alien. The Ninja Turtles were of alien origin. Right. And everyone was all pissed off. But these people that were pissed off didn't realize that in the initial comic books they're of alien origin. And basically every single version of the Ninja Turtles story that has tried to be true to the original narrative has been of the alien origin because that's the ooze is of alien origin. Krang is a... Never mind. <laughs> never mind. I don't care. The Ninja I'm just are, saying... I'm not think, aliens in real life. I just think as people when, when people nit, de, nitpick details that are, they just don't even know the details of. Yeah. Well, yeah. welcome to the internet. If you want to nitpick details, do it, but don't do it wrong. So if you enjoy nitpicking details, do we have an offer for you? Uh, Loot Crate is sponsoring this podcast. And they also have monthly boxes full of pop culture and nerd stuff. So maybe you can bone up on your classics a little uh, Ninja bit. Ninja Turtles? Yeah, maybe some Ninja Turtles. Not some kind of Suicide Ninja Turtles? Some kind of new some kind of loot crate. Some sort of some kind Boy, of... there's a lot of loot in this crate. Is this some kind of loot crate? What is this? What is oh, oh, the camera. it's black and white. There That's hard go. to see. Box? Yep, color button. Wow. Uh, so this month's theme is Quest. They, they come up with a different theme every month and somehow find a way to tie together a bunch of, a bunch of licensed properties that they have, they've gotten gear for. Uh, the, the properties this month are Labyrinth, the David Bowie classic. Yes. Uh, hopefully it's just a big cod piece. Uh, got Harry Potter in there. Oh. Some History history Channel's Vikings. I'm sure you have to say it that way, or they have to say it that way. And Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Um, hmm. That is the subtitle, right? I believe so. Good. Maybe you get a little a little Nathan Drake pod, cod it? piece, too. It's a pun because it's, it's, it's over in his butt. It's not going to be over, by the way. There's going to be double entendre. It is uncharted. I, I just want to see side stories or like I love the idea. Well, fuck it. This, this yeah, is not keep, that part keep, of the we'll save, Yeah, we'll save it. <laughs> so you have until the 19th and 9 p.m. Pacific Pacific to subscribe to the crate, uh, and then it moves on to the next month's theme. So if those licensed properties have your mouth of water in, make sure to go to dude soup or sorry lootcrate.com/dudesoup and use our offer code dudesoup all one word to get three dollars off new subscriptions. Uh, so thank you, Loot Crate. Once more, that's lootcrate.com slash dudesoup and use offer code dudesoup. So, thanks again. Uh, it's always nice to get stuff. That's what that's the American way right there, baby. Get stuff, license a property, make a film about it that doesn't make any sense, and uh, suck that money out of those nerds' wallets. This is hard. Delicious. Suck those nerds. So I guess off. we can go on to, to other trailers, because boy, there's a lot. And really? Ostensibly, this is a video game-related podcast, so... Eh. We got that. We got that Titanfall two trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the robot sword. Uh, let's call it a teaser. Call space. Yeah, it's a trailer. Yeah, yeah, right, it's right. not a trailer. Yeah. Um, the full trailer is coming at E three, right? 
Probably. I imagine this, of course. Coming in June, there's bound to be a gameplay demo. EA's, EA's they press conference is on Sunday, do they? So. I'm, I'm sure they will announce it at E3. Uh, well, probably, yeah, it might be this year. Yeah, it's, it's got to be this fall. Has to oh, be. Fuck what this. else are they competing with? There's no annualized shooters aside from Call of Duty anymore. And Call of Duty might be taking a year <clears> off. I don't I'm, know. I'm really bad at angry video game nerd. It's a jumpy shooty. Yeah, I, I can't talk and pay attention to this. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's tough. After this and Hyperlight Drifter, I'm just like, ugh. So I have a, I have a games lot of are hard. I have a lot of practice talking and playing games at the same time. I don't know. Did you ever do that growing up? No, God no. I, I had to play in silence, scrape against the wall. It's like when I masturbate and I hold my breath. You might have to bounce <laughs> off the spike. Oh, you don't have to. Erotic yeah, <laughs> just hold down, jump. Um, Titanfall yeah, jump two. What? Yeah, I mean, Titanfall two. We got swords. Sorry. They could have just kept supporting Titanfall One and keep that, like introducing new events every weekend. Titanfall that didn't one was happen. A tech demo. I think eh, it wasn't. A, it was a pla it was a platform. I think it was, demo. It was, it was it the was first really hurdle. Tech demo. It was the first hurdle for this tech demo. brand new studio. Use that that word liberally. Yeah, I don't know. Far Cry wasn't a tech demo. Damn it, Crisis wasn't. A, anyway, uh, tech tech demos are barely playable. Oh, uh, I can't see. There's a you got a thing, thing going way? in the way. Which thing? Mm -hmm. Elise's oh, mic stand thing. is gone. Come on, thing. Sorry. That's okay. Don't we worry. We gotta about stop it. playing games that we pay attention to. Why? <laughs> I like it. Or you can just quit this level. Actually, you're capable. Yeah, this, this is a little bit of a hard one. Um. So yeah, Titanfall one. We can talk um, about all of our our dreams for we, Titanfall. We we all enjoyed Titanfall for a week, basically I it for about a month and a half. Yeah, it was. I mean, in turn, what it got right was gameplay. Got it, yeah. The, arguably the most important thing in a video game. Arguably. Yeah, a that, single that's most. A, that's a joke. Ah, that was, that was I see. You're joking. You're just goofing. I'm a goofing man. I'm a joke. You're all go, goofing jokester. Yeah. Um, ugh. Uh, yeah. Go on. I um. Well, no. I, so I, I always kind of knew this was going to happen. They had to make a lot of concessions and make a lot of deals. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where in order you want to make something like Zack Snyder's like I want to make a Batman movie. Like sure, but it's got to lead into Justice League. And goes, okay. As long as I can, I can masturbate to this later. I'm going to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you do, and you do. And so Titanfall was, okay, we're gonna uh, poach a lot of people from Infinity Ward, and we're gonna make our own game. We're gonna do all the stuff that we wanted to do, uh, with jetpacks and wall running and all this stuff, and then Call of Duty will rip it off years later and <laughs> claim it as original, um, as, you know, game developers do. Oh, James, oh, that was so, so close. close! God, this game uh, is rough. So, I know, it's interesting. So I think, I think Titanfall 2 is probably gonna be more of what people were expecting with Titanfall 1. Yeah. It'll be a more full-fledged game. I that's That's my guess. I uh well I, I mean yeah I, that ha that has to be the case I think a lot of publishers and developers were experimenting with with content packages thinking that like oh we can just we can just put out a multiplayer game that's really well balanced and the gameplay is all there and have a handful of maps because I'm sure that they looked at the metrics and waved their hands at it and said look people only played half of the single player mm -hmm. but they played 60 hours of multiplayer so why are we spending all this time and money developing a single player oh yeah sure I'm that's what the call I'm sure that's what um yeah. what's his name Vince Zampella oh, yeah Zampella I'm sure that's what he was saying when he was like uh look at these metrics uh oh people want multiplayer yeah people want multiplayer why are we wasting time on single player and Activision was always like because that's what we do and he was like all right fuck yeah. it I, uh, think I know better and in a way he did sort of I think it's uh <laughs> I think it's, it's also here I, can <laughs> I think it's also like a lot of Craig you've done it again <laughs> I think uh. I think a lot of game developers, and, and Capcom kind of did this too, where they uh, they put out Street Fighter V without a story mode, and with really out, oh, it's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, really without many, uh, many like accoutrements that I guess most players expect out of a, a full game, and they got blowback for it. But 
when it comes to Street Fighter Five, people just play local and they play online. So why do people even want a fucking story? Um, I think developers are figuring out that there's a certain kind of tax you have to pay to make your product appear to be a fully fledged sixty dollar thing. Sure. And you'll get blowback for it if you Trans don't have Transmedia well, options. Unless Titanfall did this later in its life, it never really had events on a regular basis to keep it interesting. Yeah, that would and be it, cool. It could have done that. It could have done like weekly, like here's a new, you know, like 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 GTA yeah. essentially with like introducing maps and well, stuff. They have like, like, they have, like daily, daily yeah. Quests, yeah. I mean, Overwatch isn't even out yet and they have that shit in there. Oh, well, it's it's scary to compare games to GTA though cuz GTA is a that, bear I, of a game. I don't think that they are the same and same no, breed. like yeah, um, not every publisher can oh. Well, I think I would say Titanfall's the probably the best comparison is actually what James just said, Overwatch. Yeah. It is a multiplayer only yeah. game where we're 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 freaking babies when it comes to this stuff because they just drop a little lore hint and we're like, oh my god, did you see that McCree was actually an outlaw instead of an actor like we all <laughs> thought? And then they made a reference to it and, the, and then you just shoot each other for ten minutes and it, it like it doesn't fucking matter because there's no there's no single player, but we're we're eating it up. You know, so again, that's also like I, I totally agree. And if you don't think that Blizzard was looking at what yeah. Titanfall was doing at the time, Titanfall, what came out what year? 2013 2013 or 2012 2013 or 2014 that's I mean that's a really long time ago they were at the time I think we we even gave it credit for being like listen they're pushing the envelope they're trying something new thank god Mm -hmm. you know thank god they're trying something new I'm surprised the game came out as well as it did for all all intents and purposes that game was kind of like it almost like indie game development like it was a Hmm. small studio yeah yeah. Uh, and what they got done was pretty impressive, but now they have... And it was built in Source Engine? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Well, and now, crazy. And now the they valley. have the... <laughs> yeah. in the valley? In the valley? <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? No. I think I think Titanfall had nod, nods to, to story. I'm really curious about that world. Well, it's got, like, the little goofy so, robots and the resistance and shit. So, and, like, I don't know anything about that stuff, and I want to. Here's something Good. that I think that devs are going to learn. Like, uh, Overwatch is doing, hmm. maybe you don't need to put it on the or- disc. Or in the yeah, file, sure. Maybe as long as you like, people want more, Man, right? Like, again, that's but, it's hard to make that comparison because Blizzard has so much I money. Understand. I, I and understand. I answer to nobody. But it's uh, this goes back to the like May sometimes answer. this goes back to the Frank Grimes thing. Uh, you could work really hard, but sometimes people just fucking have more shit than you do, I mean, and that's how yeah, it goes. Yeah, like I mean, fair. it's it is. This is actually a pretty good takeaway for anyone who's curious about you know their millennial lifestyle and their accomplishments <laughs> and stuff. You know, sometimes there's just other bigger oh. fish in the pond, and they can do yeah. exactly oh, they can do exactly what you do. Maybe not as well, but they're going to be more successful because mm. they well, have the resources can... to do it. I don't know. Well, and and Blizzard, I I would say, is probably prone to mm. something that you see happen in a lot of industries, where it got a little too big, and now you can't really do the things that Blizzard was kind of like probably what a lot of the people who originally started working there fell in love with. They're like, oh wow, they do these cool little things, and they're like. Only do Diablo and only do it this way We're and work on Overwatch. Yeah. yeah, we're hedging our bets. Yeah, and so then that's why you see people go, um, yeah, I'm gonna go start my own studio or I'm gonna go do this because I want to go make a thing that this is why I fell in love with game development yeah, and I don't want to do it at a big place anymore. And I mean, I, I would say I feel like that's what happened with Valve in mm. some way. Yeah, where people went in there and they're like, we're doing VR now, and they're like, but I, I wanted to make Half Life. Like, <laughs> VR, yeah. it makes money. Um, who knows? Maybe they'll make Half Life. I don't know. Never. I hope so. God, I wish. Either way. Um, Just fucking fish. There we go. So yeah, I, I can see Titanfall was one of those things that came out of that. Um, from well, they, they, I mean, they were basically forced out of the studio. We saw that whole thing unfold 
That was a mess. You remember the story? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone? Yeah. yeah. That was dramatic. Yeah. Well, I miss, I also, I it also understand. comes from a, an industry that's not exactly, it's, it's regulated, but it's not, you know, yeah. Yeah. there's no protection, so to speak. So. Oh, no, like unions? Yeah. I mean, your protection is the free market. So when you're when you're a game developer and you're like, I made Call of Duty, I'd like my billion dollars now, they go, ha, no. Yeah. Oh, we have a contract. Yeah. We we own this. You don't. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, I'll just go do this thing. Anyway, what are we getting at? Looks, I'm I'm looks. I, I excited for the it it is a game, <laughs> but <laughs> it is a game. did you yeah. watch the teaser? I did. Yeah, it's a sword in it a ground, a and yeah. that's it. Okay. Okay. You're like, it told me, other than a sword, it told me nothing. Yeah. I already don't well, already know. Lauren, about Lauren's that. always talks about like what he wishes Titanfall. Yeah, had. man, I got I got I got crazy dreams. This is what we always we've been doing since we were kids, we where go. we'd read a magazine or look yeah. at a screenshot and go. Can you imagine if? Yeah. And then you play the game and it's a third person shooter. My and go, vision. Oh. Maybe maybe Titanfall three will get there, and and to a degree like even Dust were trying to be this, but I want like, and and battle the, like the leaked footage of Battlefront three, the one that never happened. Yeah. It's kind of this. I want like I want orbital to ground combat, mm -hmm. so you can be a you can be a little bro on the ground, or you can be in a fighter that can fly out of the atmosphere into like this orbital section. You want like Macross or like Gundam? Yeah, or like that. and then um. Transformers. That, that goes into like the Titanfall aspect because when you call in a Titan it rockets down from space mm -hmm. So it'd be cool if like if other players call in Titans and then you see like maybe outside of the bounds of the map You see like a carrier load up and fire off a Titan and then you can follow it through space into the atmosphere and down to the surface level of the planet mm -hmm. So you and like a fighter jet can like shoot it down before it gets there And then you could like the other the other idea I had which I need to just email uh, Infinity Ward. Yeah, just, just <laughs> they're called, they're oh, called sorry, respawn, respawn now. Yeah, sorry. I'll just I'll just Dear email Infinity me. Ward. Email this is how to make Titanfall. Here's my th my ideas for Batman vs Superman. <laughs> what you need to do so you tell have, Zach you have different Titans, right? Let's say that you and like three other members have compatible Titans. You can lock them together to make a Super Titan. You want something Voltron? Yeah, basically. And Which then like great. The Power super, Rangers, Lawrence. The Super Titan can then fly into space and then like go fight up there too. So there's a tiger, there's a crane. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the the building strategy can be like, oh shit, they've got these two Titans. The third one is flying in. Everybody get in a jet and take this shit down because we can't deal with the Super Titan right now. Well, so you're playing with your friends? Yeah. And then you guys all form and you're a, a squad. Maybe we should play Titanfall today. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's like a 60 gig download, but also. You play. Go, 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 go. We play that during um, the podcast. My, my, my hope for one of them, because I always I like the idea of doing like orbital combat, which I like Star yeah. Citizen's kind of doing. But like, I would love the idea that there is like a like a space elevator type thing where it's like oh, yeah. it is something just kind of sitting in the stratosphere and you're fighting for this control point, but there's stuff on the ground. And I'd love this like ability where you just jump off, and you could parachute oh, like, or jetpack down. Oh, but mid fall, cool. you call in a titan, uh, and it, it blasts past you, uh, and then you get into it. <laughs> I just like the so yeah. Or one, or you jump into it like mid air, and it becomes a jet or something uh, like that, like Macross, or it's just like it's these like it, or uh, Robotech or something of that. You know. You know what I liked about ilk? Titanfall? What you like? All the bots. Yeah, the robots. Yeah, are really for cute. some of us, not as good as. Yeah, uh, uh, shooters. Bots. All those bots. Oh, uh, so those let's bots. just let's just. I hope double the bots. Double the bots. Double the bots. Titanfall two. Uh, make me feel special about well, myself for those kills. Uh, they had the card system, and I think that that yeah. was pretty cool. But I wish that it was <laughs> like generally the card system was like you get a gun. Mm -hmm. It's like I use a, a gun, gun that's nearly identical. Yeah. I wish it was like bot swarm. Mm. Right, like, and you as soon as you call it in, they send down like a squadron of like blown up those blocks, like. Though. 15 bots that just basically are a human shield for you while also yeah. shooting everything like stuff like that That was my cool. favorite thing is because people would get distracted by the bots Yeah, and you sometimes you couldn't tell the difference like yeah, if you if you you know you squint your eyes a little bit uh, You can tell but 
No, it's um, good because then you can run with the bots and they mm -hmm. kind of act like a meat shield. It, it did add a, an interesting. Add a MOBA. A, I, a, my, so my hope, and you guys, you guys are gonna hate this. If you kill a lot of maybe, robots, maybe James is with me. Earlier. I would like them to put a little bit of a MOBA twist on it, a little bit. Mm. I, I don't like. Mm. Well, here's the thing. I don't like <laughs> perma, perma unlocks. Mm. I don't like having to grind I through love a game. Perma unlocks. I don't like having to grind through the game to get a sniper rifle. I think. Oh shit! I fucked it. I fucked it. Give me another umbrella. Medicine. Another umbrella, Stay focused. Stay focused. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little sick of games. I'm a little sick of Call of Duty where it's like, um, unlock this weapon. I'm more about now like CS:GO and Halo and stuff where it's like, you know what we did? We balanced the game. Everything that's in here. But you know what? If you want a little weapon skin, we can get that for yeah, you. Yeah, I don't yeah, we can do that. Unlocks. But then what I would like is Shit. that during the match, much like Warzone and Halo, um. Where it's just it's progression. You're yeah. building up, and it's like, oh, you want that ultra ability to run on walls faster, or you want to double jump faster, or whatever, or have like a, an invisibility option. That's an unlock. It's it's like a Battleborn where you can like you have like a skill tree yep. that you unlock as you go down, and then next game all resets. Well, Call of Duty's like yeah, I mean Call of Duty like had that. that with kill streaks. I like that. A lot. Yeah, but you have to on you have Score to unlock streaks. the kill streaks, like and then they have a point a system. They have to it's it's too complicated. And one of the things that I really liked about Titanfall was it simplified things a lot. Mm, yeah. They're like one gun, two attachments. That's it. Like, oh, it was yeah. pretty simple. They're like five guns, Remember the max. pistol that yeah. aimed for you? Yeah. That was smart. fucking awesome. Shit, maybe we should play Titanfall. So that's the thing, like, there, there were a lot like of- I like Titanfall. There were a lot of great ideas in Titanfall to make it open to people who were for not- For Call of Duty, God, did. shit, not Borrow. Call of Duty pros. Uh, no, Titanfall had a lot of good ideas, and I, I'm confident that- Remember you can rip the fucking head off of the robot and then blow its oh, yeah. brains out? Yeah. 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 You could, like, crack the- remember you'd crack the neck of someone, and then, yeah. uh, and then- And boot them? Titanfall yeah. was really good. Everybody liked to be like, Phew. everyone forgot about that game. No, well, I everyone did forget it. about it. I played it, it for months. It was- Elise is right, though. There was- there was a lack of support, and that's probably yeah. because they were like, shit, well, we gotta get started on Titanfall yeah. 2. I think yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah. I think Titanfall 1 was a market test, and I think EA also knew that. I think they also were not under any delusions that a new IP is going to like sell well off the bat yeah. or even perform well. Uh, lest you forget too, it was an Xbox One launch title. That's true. Ish, oh, well, right? Yeah, no, or it was an exclusive. Launch, but it was exclusive. Yeah. I mean, exclusive on consoles, and now it was, it's going it to come early. to PS4. It was really oh, yeah. early into the console. And the Xbox yeah. was on PC. Well, that's what I mean, though. It's like, it but if, be, if you're on yeah. console and you're like PS4, Xbox, I want everyone to play my game. Yeah, that was that was a. Yeah, uh, yeah. But now it's coming to PS4. But I, I'm sure that was the. One of the con that was one yeah. of the conceits. Yeah, one of the conceits they had to make was concession. Concession. Sorry, James was wrong. Lawrence was right. I don't know. It's kind of right too. Uh, that probably makes sense. With the teaser, Lawrence, yeah, maybe you'll right. feel this way too. Is it wasn't emotional Shit. enough. It didn't yeah. have like a oh, somber cover of a seventies yeah, early eighties like song. Maybe, like, Girls just wanna have fun. fun. I haven't yeah. watched the um, Gears of War trailer, but oh like, yeah, I was about to talk about that. I saw, that that I saw, was my segue, Lawrence. I, that's what I that assumed you were getting at. I, I only saw Thanks. Blaine's tweet where he's like, he's like, I know I'm a man. But this this shit still makes me cry, and I'm like, you puss. The characters are too goofy looking. They're, they're, they're it's really hard to Simon relate. Garfunkel. Like, there are some dark moments in the Gears of War series, <laughs> and even then, I'm like, all right, <laughs> cry big baby, <laughs> cry <laughs> big gorilla. <laughs> like, well, no, I, I was Gears reading of War one and two had pretty genuine moments. Three was just hokey and shitty. Is that there, the one where there, Dom, there, Dom kills himself? No, uh, yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had, he had to like. And then they play the Mad World song. Found his dead wife in two. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I guess. And I was like, why do I care? <laughs> you always make try and make that jump. I want it. He really wants I want that. that. I want that cartridge. You want to you want a Tony Hawk this I'm thing. excited for Gears 4. I'm I'm really hoping really? to go back to the tone of the first game. Gears of War 1 was awesome. Yeah. I and agree. it was like really quiet and somber and the environmental design was awesome. It's repetitive shit though. Every game I, I know I know video games are repetitive, but 
<sighs> you mean like in terms of environmental design? I, I don't know. I mean like it. Dude! You, you know the the thing that kept me engaged with Gears was they did have the cookie crumb tr cookie crumb trail of like we'll give you some new weapons, uh, bigger mm. enemies will come out. You have to be a little bit smarter with them, like. You know, was that the one? Where it was like there's a blind one, and you gotta like the berserker, berserker, and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, and, like, yeah. You gotta be like super quiet. And, like, okay, that was interesting. And it had online co-op, which was for me, it was like at the time, uh -huh. it was the thing that I wanted. Yeah. But it just kept kept kind of doing the same thing. And before I knew it, I was like, I, I know it's the Yahtzee thing, but it was like chest high walls, chest high walls, <laughs> and you just hide behind cover and you shoot things. And did you play it well, on hard? For me, no. That doesn't make games more fun for me. For, if yeah, you're absolutely. complaining about repetition, yes, it does. No, it forces it you to play differently. Yes, it does. Oh, no. You're just doing the same shit over and over again, bullshit. only it's harder now. You didn't play it on hard, so you can't see I did that. play it on hard. Do you play it I on... I play a lot. I, that's what I do. I play generally try and play games on hard, and I go, bullshit, and then I'll go back, and then I play it on normal, and I'm like, good. Now I only have to play through it once, as opposed to repeating it over and over <sighs> again. Gears, Gears 1 had, um, like, amazing encounter design. All the, all the enemies, like, you can't just hide behind walls in that game. They will charge at you, and like <laughs> all the enemies move differently, and shoot differently, and attack That's, differently. Yeah, and how did you learn to do that? By losing failing? to them over and over and again, it, which sounds like repetition to me. Every game is repetitive. If this is what there the was game not is a non-repetitive game in the world. I don't want it ever. Made. Well, so what I it's like the, music. The thing, like one of the things why like I fell in love with Halo was it was always this rock paper scissors sort of thing. So it's like there's the grunts, one shot. Oh, the elites have shields. Okay, I need to switch a weapon. There's the hunters, but if you shoot them in the back perfectly, it works. As the games have progressed, they've been like, huh. We're running out of ideas, so now they're just introducing Promethean characters. Like, uh, you gotta shoot them a lot. Yeah. You go, huh? Is there, is there a quick way of taking them down? They're like, no. <laughs> they, they, you shoot them a lot. Shoot them a lot. I'm like, huh? Yeah. I, I like the the new enemies in Halo Five. Was like, it's got a glowing spot in the back. Shoot it in the back. Yeah. I mean, some some right. characters like uh, there are ones like there's there's one character. It's a knight. That that was in four, but they uh, it has like little glowy things on the side. You shoot it, and he'll scream. And if oh, you yeah. shoot them right in the mouth, it's a one-shot yeah, kill. Yeah, that was cool. That's great, but then they have these other Promethean Knights that, like, you just hit them until they just go, rah, and then yeah. you hit them again and they die. I'm like, okay, stupid. Gears always felt like just the bullet sponge thing. Where I was like, hmm. uh, I'm like, it's just sort of the same same three things over and over. Well, I guess in, yeah, I guess in that regard, there's the boss. Any, there the mechanics to kill enemies quickly. Um, but I will say that the one thing they, they did in 2 and 3, they added some, some new enemies, so there was, like, the gun that went undercover... There's that little millipede thing that just chased after you, and you had to shoot it in the ass. Sure. Um, and that and that kind of assumes co-op mechanics, because you can you can lead it out, and then somebody else can shoot at it for you. The worst was when someone would shoot you and let you bleed out, and they're like, "You can execute them," and then they just let you bleed out slowly oh, for the next three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just stand over you. And they're like, "Huh? We didn't expect that." <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, Gears Four. I'm not it. Gears Four. I have like zero interest, which is a shame. Nice, good reference. Not not you, the game. Ninja Turtles, you don't jump, you just walk. Just walk ha over. ha. Oh, <laughs> Some of these are just out of the way. James, thoughts? Gears? No one's talking. Uh, I mean, no I, uh, I just... Podcast. For me, I liked Gears 1 because of the environmental design and the fact <laughs> that it was designed for with flanking and stuff in mind. And then Gears 2 is like, well, we'll just make the maps a little bit wider. Like, they didn't, it wasn't yeah. like pathways. It wasn't like, you go this way, I'll go this way, and then I'll be... My favorite moments from Gears 1 were when you'd be, like, in the streets, and one dude would be up in the parking oh, lot, and you'd be the on the street, mm -hmm. and then... Uh, the light thing was cool. Yeah, I like that. And section. then the, the guy... You would basically be flanked by the enemy, but the only person who could defend you would be the person you were playing with. Yeah. And so they wouldn't even be shooting at people on their side. They'd be shooting at people on your side. And then... Uh, but in Gears of War 2, it was just more like... It's just a large kind of 
arena. The like it was kind of more like Uncharted-y where it's like, mm. it's just an, a large arena full of chest high walls. <coughs> There's room for two guys to run around, protect each other. Good luck, buddies. I played through it once and I might be wrong in this, but didn't you spend most of the game underground or was that you, just a you moment? You also spent, spent it in shitty, ugly, pretty boringly designed yeah. underground yeah. world. But look at the stalactites. Well, no, I thought it, the, all the emulsion, the glowing stuff, that was kind of cool. Sure, but that's just a tech demo at that point. Ugh. Where it's like, it's pretty, but it's still there's, the same game. There's still a game there. It's more creative to me when you're like, oh man, it's kind of cool how they figured out how to make this urban environment, something that I'm familiar with, look like a war zone, mm -hmm. as opposed yeah. to just putting you in an unfamiliar environment and saying it's a war yeah. zone. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, oh yeah, well, of course, that the underground people have buttons that when you press, the walls go up. Mm -hmm. Like, what is the practicality of that at all? Like, yep. What, what, when they're not at war, what do those button walls do? <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, same thing with Last of Us. Yeah. Like, Last of Us was like, you're walking through uh, a camp, and it's a medical camp, and for some reason there's just a cement block in the middle of it that's <laughs> up to your waist. Like, right. what is that supposed to, what is right. that for? I mean, yeah. I don't mind Gears because I think Gears specifically is, is, it doesn't make a whole lot of overtures about being like a full realized world. Mm -hmm. It's just enough for you to like kind of chew on mentally while you're playing. At least that's how I always felt. The, yeah, but then it also, like like people were saying, it kind of asks you to feel emotional about certain events. And it's it like, got more I like buy that as, into this world. It got more like that as the games went on. It got more overt with its story overtones, which I didn't like because with Gears One, like all the shit about Marcus Phoenix and his dad and like what happened with the Locust outbreak, like they don't they don't address any of that. It's just kind of there in side references. So it's not like the game says, "Hold on, stop having fun," because mm -hmm. we have to make you cry a little bit. Which always, always throw like I hate that shit because it's never done well. I don't even remember it's what happened in the third one. I'm sure someone's getting angry that we don't remember the story, but that's more on the game. You find Marcus Phoenix's dad. Well, I remember you find his dad, and his name's Adam Phoenix. Just, some kind of I giant remember fucking that. laser demon. Though they they set things up that seemed interesting, where they're like, Marcus Phoenix, you're you're in jail because against crimes against humanity, and he's yeah. like, oh man, and they're like, hey bro, war's happening. We gotta let you out. Um, and I felt like it never got past that. It was never anything more interesting than that for me. And then they they, yeah. they kind of allude to like, oh, there's the locust. And then I was like, oh, did the humans maybe make the locust? Or like, maybe there's another like plot here of like, that we are on a foreign planet. So maybe yeah, Terra. Yeah, well, I was gonna say yeah, maybe humans like invaded this planet. No, and Sarah. this is Sarah. Sorry, not Terra. Yeah, I idiot. It I fucked it up. Yeah. Didn't you read the Gears book? I bet there is one. Um, but going into that. I was more interested in, and also I'm gonna say this one too. Books don't really count because <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna read them. So hey if someone if someone wants to get upset and say, no, if you read this book, the lore makes more sense. And Adam like, makes us read the Halo books and then tell yeah. him what happened. Please, it's like part of our job. Words words are hard. But either way, they they do. I was wondering if they would do a thing where it's like, okay, humans invaded this planet, and it's like, we don't. The humans don't belong here. It's just the locusts are trying to take it back. Well, what killed me? Yeah, like, like I thought that would have been kind of, of a cool plot. There's a lot of mystery and a lot of cool shit. I liked how in Gears 1 you heard the Locust Queen or whatever. You never saw her. Mm -hmm. And then in the later Gears games, oh, it's just like a metal girl in a bikini. Like, mm. Are you fucking kidding me? She's the Locust Queen. Uh-huh. She just wa She looks like a human. Yeah. It's like, I wanted her to be some kind of hideous hellbug or something. Well, have you ever seen a Queen Bee? They look like humans. <laughs> You're right. They're sexy. <laughs> they have striped bikinis. Have you seen a Ninja Turtle? With five fingers. But the like female humans. Ninja Turtles like Venus, they look like humans. Uh, but then also, like, what you were touching on there, James, like, I remember more moments in like the first game where you did the spotlight thing and like I like things when you do think you play a game and it, it kind of makes you you know flex your thinking muscles a little bit mm -hmm. like portal is which is it's a tough game to compare to because it's so damn good but that game where you go oh 
Oh, and then it makes you feel smarter. That's well, and, and you can't can't yeah. ask every game to do that. Obviously. Also, narratively, Lawrence Lawrence said the worst thing that a game can do is ask you to stop and listen. Yeah, of course. And so, like thinking about like the first Bioshock. Like that game was never like, hey, all right, hold on now. We got to tell you some plot now, There's except for one, one moment part, in the game. Yeah. One moment in the game. That's like when universally you're, when you're totally loved. ready for it, right? Yeah. The rest yeah. of it, it's like you want it so yeah. much. Well, but then the rest of it is you're like, right keep it. moving. We'll tell you the plot, but I hope you're in a safe place because yeah. like no one's gonna stop going after you or, or anything like that. All right. right. Just, but then, well, Gears was always like, you'd be walking down, a, you'd open the door, and they do this thing. Yeah. And you go, Ugh. which I understand. Run, run. He from, can't run. Why can't from, he run? From a game yeah. developer perspective, it's like, okay, if you're doing, if you're secretly loading the next part, smart. Go for it. It's better than a load screen. Keeps you immersed. But this shit just, just got old. Oh, yeah. I was just like, it. I feel trapped. Yeah. There are a lot of games where any single, like, it'll fade, fade to black, and I can just go, no. Right. <coughs> Why? Why? I don't care. I don't care. Especially if you really don't care by that point in the game. Yeah. Like, I especially do not care. It's 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 fine to like story in a game, but I feel like time and time again, the format that's proven to work is make a make a fun game to play, and then give people an option to investigate the story mm -hmm. apart from the game if they want to. Yeah. So like like Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah. I'm I'm interested in that, and it doesn't seem like a I don't know a prerequisite uh, that you have to understand the story at all. No, but, but you you also just kind more. of absorb it through context clues, mm -hmm. and and like if if you almost in a Dark Souls way, if you want to talk to everybody and see the little pantomime stuff that goes on, then you can start to make those connections yourself. Mm -hmm. But the game never says like, hold up, you're about to enter a dungeon, but we need to explain to you what happened in this dungeon before you got here. Yeah, uh, that that does happen environment. Uh, man, this part's rough. That does happen environmentally, but um, it does it the right way. I don't know, it's interesting, every time we talk about uh, story in games, uh, you get a, a few angry tweets from people who are insistent that story is the most important thing in a game. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. And it, and I guarantee you, they built their sense of narrative through games. Yeah, that's that's the other part. People that say that like There's, games there, have good stories, oh boy, you need to read more books. I'm sure there was a generation of people who were like, Gosh. yeah, like, they read, they didn't read any books, they only watched movies, and they're like, I can't read books. Yeah, it takes long. too long to get through the story. There's too much description and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, it's called a book. Yeah. What 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 kind of is interesting is uh, Stephanie's been reading eleven twenty two sixty three. Um, and we watched a bit of the show, and it like her brain popped out of her head because a lot of the characterization, obviously, that's in the book is completely absent from the show. Characters are, characters are boiled down to their one dimensional, identifiable traits, as opposed to these fully fleshed out, like really interesting. Nuanced characters with a lot of depth and and conflict. It's like two different entertainment right. mediums. Yeah, and I yeah. Have to make sacrifices for one of them. Oh, to of course. Exist. Well, also, how how many pages is the, that? That many. book is massive. It's like but a it, thousand yeah. pages. No, I, it's you. You have the you have the space to tell to tell a, yeah. a more interesting story. So compare that to like a video game, which at most has maybe t twenty total minutes in its runtime to compress all of its story into cutscenes. Hmm. Um, it's like like Gears Two. Um, they had one scene to set up how much, uh, um, I'm losing his name. What? What's your Marcus? bro's name? Marcus no, Dom. 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 How much Dom, like, loved and missed his wife. Yeah. And they yeah. did it kind of elegantly through the, the garden or whatever he was tending, but it's like that, and then cut, like, the only other scene is him cradling his nearly dead wife. And it's like, that's, that's the arc. Uh, and there's, there's some other, like, intel and stuff, some emotional pictures you can get and all that stuff, but still, it's like, it's not... It's not a, anything approaching a real romance that has like weight and gravity. Ah, 
Ah. You're supposed to be shooting stuff in the meantime. Yeah, it's a video game. You're supposed to play it. Yeah. Um, and it's like like Overwatch is I think the ultimate example of it's got so much game. And when you're in it, that's all you're doing. Mm -hmm. Aside from hearing little call-outs or, or little like map clues, which is brilliant, by the way, because it only happens at the beginning when people are doing hero select. So oh. the people who already know what they're going to play have a little thing to, to gnaw on while they're, mm. while they're like listening to characters talk to each other. It kind of reminds me of Left 4 Dead in that regard. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, so it's, it's pretty, pretty brilliant. It, for, for me, I mean, obviously we're, we're, we're an older generation, so maybe I, 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 I know I do. I think differently. Um, oh. I tend to find more enjoyment in nuance. Yeah. And be able to go in and go, I like... Like, uh, if James were to go, oh, did you know that, um, like, blah, blah, blah character did this and this one thing, or, like, there's, like, a subtle reference here, and then you go, I had no idea. That's really smart. Cool. I'd rather have that than the game blatantly tell me and just scream at me and go, you need to feel things. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it just, I don't know, it, it, it feels more organic. I feel like games I, are just this different type of medium that you don't need to experience like a film. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm also, yeah, very much, like, again, adult with a job, so I have Netflix and Hulu, and so if I want narrative, I have a wealth of narrative that I can I can pull from if I want those things. Brag more about your Hulu game? account. Yeah, very much. Like, it's not, it's not the commercial-free Hulu, though, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, if I want a game, then I want to play it generally. And that doesn't mean that those kinds of things don't appeal to me. They totally do. Like you said, yeah. the, at the beginning of Overwatch, when Lucio's like, Talking to Symmetra about how he stole her technology and stuff, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm like, oh yes, God yes, it's gonna be so sweet. And then, and then they'll even release sh short films, which mean that when I want to mm -hmm. get my Overwatch narrative time, I can do it in the format that I think is better for it, as opposed to asking me to stop playing or whatever just right. to do it. I, don't know, I, it's just, but it is, it's different perspectives. That's it's because I grew up getting narratives different ways, and I never expected that out of video games. Like, I played Super Mario 64, which yeah. the whole narrative of that game is Peach writes you a letter and says, come get a cake. Come with the pictures. Come get this cake. <laughs> He's like, get stars, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Well, it's frustrating, and, and to tie it all back around, this is the same thing that kind of has me raising an eyebrow at Suicide Squad, is that I know, for like, for, say, for a game like Mass Effect, the storytelling changed, and it got a lot less subtle, because I know what happened is they had a focus group, and people were like, I don't get it. So they were like, okay, we want to make mass market entertainment. Now, uh, now we have to... Now we have to change our vision to be more appealing to people. That's not wrong. It's it's fucking commercial. It's business. Yeah, it's commercial well, entertainment. It has to sell. Yeah, that's what it does. Uh, so I'm a, I don't think that's bad. But when it comes uh, when it comes to like my enjoyment of something, it definitely decreases when I can tell that somebody's vision has been altered for the sake of commercialism. Ah, uh, I, to go I away. like gamey games, but for me, uh, the story maker makes or breaks a game because that's where my interest lies the most. Really? Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, uh, you know the kind of games that I play. That's that's yeah, but like a game like Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons that, that hits you with an emotional impact. But it without, hits you, you know, saying a word through gameplay mechanic. It does hit you through gameplay mechanic, but but the way that those the story and that intertwine is so masterfully done. That's true. That's true. For me, it's it doesn't make it or break <laughs> it, but it is it, icing. It sells a little short, but it's basically icing on the cake. Mm. The best icing you've ever had in your life. So I mean, I think you raise a good point with something like Bioshock, where you're picking up audio logs and you're getting all that story, and it's not coming at the cost of the gameplay, is very true. Yeah. Um, because nobody wants to sit through giant cutscenes. I just Some think there's like creative it. ways to do it Metal that Gear don't Solid compromise 4, the initial <laughs> the initial 
concept or the initial intention, which mm-hmm. is this is a game. Yeah. There's ways to ah. do it. And again, just like Suicide Squad, just like Batman v Superman, just like anything that we have a critical eye on, it's not because the people involved are bad, it's because it's really, really hard to do. Yeah, it's I, easy to say yeah, and of think course, of yeah. a way to do, but it's really, really hard to actually do. I had a moment this weekend where I was, I was unpacking everything and finally got my like all my computer stuff set up. And I have Quantum Break just sitting on yeah, my Quantum Xbox, and I want to play it, but it was like, okay, it's, I'm already I'm like, it's on Xbox, it's gonna be some load times, okay, that's fine. And I remember playing it when we went to that San Francisco thing, yeah. and I just remember I'm like, there's 30 minutes of story I gotta get through, and I don't care, I wanna... I, maybe you can skip it. I don't know. I haven't um, gone that far. The intro, the intro's a little long-winded. Yeah. It's, and it's, 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 it don't... sets itself up... I think the big difference is I just want to play it. Quantum Break actually has decent writing and acting, yeah. as opposed to most story-focused games that just ha- that slam you with not great stuff. You can like it, that doesn't mean it's good. You know what I did instead? Played Overwatch. No. Nah. Played a lot of Overwatch. Quantum Break's intro is a little long-winded, but the once the once the game starts, it's 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 like exactly the kind of game that <sighs> I'm doesn't. I'm thinking get I want to play Overwatch on one monitor while Quantum Break's story <laughs> plays in another. <laughs> That's what we're getting. That's the point we're getting to. Yeah, because like I want to just be entertained because I only have a certain amount of hours in the day right. that I want to do, it and I don't want to dedicate twenty of them to seeing Iceman hang out with uh, Littlefinger. When I was playing, when I was playing um, Mad Max, like that game has very minimal story, but there are cutscenes and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And generally, when that happens, I pull out my phone. I yeah. always do yeah. that, and, and then I, I, play, I like, feel Marvel Puzzle Quest or yeah. something. Well, guys, if you want to be entertained, hmm. do we have an offer for you? Uh, our friends at Kinda Funny are doing Kinda Funny Live! Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's happening on Saturday, May 28th and Sunday, May 29th. You can get tickets at kindoffunny.com slash tickets. Uh, ironically, there will be more non-Kinda Funny members there than Kinda Funny members. Uh, Take so that, Greg. It's a show, yeah. right? That, that, like a, it's a variety show. Yes. You got your Tims, and your Nicks, and your Gregs, and your Collins, you got and them your all. Adams, and your Bruce's. And, and your Bruce's. And, and your Jeff, Bernie's, and your <laughs> Gus's, and your Jeff's. Yeah, Bruce's, Jeff's. And one other person, I think? Uh, sure. Other who, do, who do you want to be there? They'll be there. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Yeah, Bernie, Jeff, Michael. Michael's there. That's that. That's the one. Uh, okay. Uh, Michael's Gus, a person. Adam and Bruce are all, all coming out to support uh, the family. Uh, so, if you are in the area, you should support the family too. Or, hey, fuck it. Get a plane ticket. Spend all the money on Kind of Funny. That's what we like to do. Uh, so that, again, that's, uh, Saturday, May 20th, Sunday, May 29th at kindoffunny.com slash tickets. Probably be a great time. Two days of entertainment. So, uh, yeah, get your tickets now. Put the yeah. money on the funny. And thanks for listening. Also, hey, if you enjoyed this podcast and you're listening to it on audio, maybe we'll give it a little rating on your podcast service of choice. Be that iTunes or whatever. Give us, give us some stars. Tell people what you thought. I use Pocket Casts. Hey, I, where's Omar? I use Beyond Pod. Where is Omar? Oh, s- should we talk about what Omar's no. doing? No, we shouldn't. James, I think, every I think week. we should. Where is Omar? We should maybe wonder where Omar We're is. At things. We're done. Thanks for watching. People are going to be like, Omar. People are going to be like, is Omar? Like, oh my God, he's is he missing. Quitting? <laughs> is Omar leaving too?